1: Hello and welcome. Firstly, thank you for joining us. It's um, a delight to have um, Kate, Peggy and Nat with me so far. And hopefully we may have a couple of others joining us, but we've got such an exciting session planned. I think we should just kick off. So to try and help ensure that we all get to hear from all of you. What I thought I'd do is start off with a question and I'll direct it to each of you in turn, if that's okay. Um, So, Kate, I'm going to start with you. Obviously, before we just came live, we were just chatting about your next big adventure. Um, So, could you tell us a bit more about that and how you how you get yourself in the right mindset to be able to tackle a challenge like that?
2: Sure. So um, in eight days' time, I'm attempting a World's First for Women, which is the furthest distance cycled on a static bicycle in 24 hours. And how I get into the mindset, well, it's been 16 months in the training. It's a really strong plan and structure to make sure that I know what I need to do every day so there's less wiggle room for my brain to convince me that the bed is much more, you know, where I want to be than the bike. And <laughs> yeah, the mindset is a, a bigger vision. I know why I'm doing it and it's it's more than just me and a bike. So that's what really keeps me motivated.
1: I love it. And have you, have you found kind of having that really good plan and, and ensuring that you have a vision so you know the reason for doing it is that really important
2: yeah for me it is uh i'm inherently lazy i like i i'm always looking for an excuse not to train or to to sort of eat or watch tv too much so having that plan it gives me that accountability and uh, i can hold myself accountable as well so i don't rely on other people and yeah the vision just reminds me why i'm doing it so i can actually find some joy in the multiple hours of training in my spare room
1: Oh, I love it. I'm, I'm in, I am actually inherently lazy and remain inherently lazy. So I could definitely take a, a couple of leaves out of your book on having a better plan and a bigger vision, rather than. Um, in my, my approach, sometimes is a little bit like my revision diary used to be when I was at school. <laughs> it was very colourful, very well planned. Didn't actually do any of it, <laughs> which um, is a little bit like my exercise plan. But I know that when I do push through the shift that it has when your mind's healthy and your body's healthy to enable you to kind of go on and do more really does make a massive difference, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you've noticed it as well. Whenever we play big in one part of our life, suddenly everywhere else steps up. Like my partner's so happy because I'm not complaining about the toilet seat being up anymore because (laughs) something bigger than that now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love it. It no longer is a problem that he's not emptied the dishwasher for like a (laughs) a water. funny how we get better perspective isn't it when we have things that are going so much bigger Um, so thank you Peggy how about you my lovely could you share with us how you use exercise and and mindset to
0: overcome challenges um well one of the main things I do as a personal trainer I um, train people obviously and um I have a little case study that one of my clients has let me use she very kindly um wrote some bits down for me so I could you know tell you guys um, <clears throat> she, uh, she said, uh, she has a, I have, a, um, my clients, uh, she has, uh, PTSD and bipolar oh, and ADHD right. during the first lockdown. She suffered a major trauma. She began, uh, training with me in the garden at first and then later progressed into the gym with me she's strengthened both physically and mentally and she's coping so much better as a direct result of the exercise and she feels empowered and uh, weightlifting when she's weightlifting and things and which is hugely beneficial for her PTSD systems, uh, symptoms because it makes her feel um, stronger and able to cope so with her PTSD she it's overwhelming and all-consuming and she gets like a fight or flight reflex and now she feels like she can fight rather than flee okay. into herself. And then she dis- um, disassociates. So she feels like she can't, she's not there at all. So now she can stand up for herself and she can cope with things. And she's got coping mechanisms because of what we're doing training-wise. So I'm a bit nervous. So. <laughs> okay,
1: so, <laughs> and, it's fascinating. And, and, and it's so interesting, isn't it, that you can what you could know, what you can do with your mind if you you know yes. if you if you train it in, in the right way I mean not that this is um, she, um, the same as, as exercise but you know I did hypnobirthing and just teaching yourself to go yeah. do you know what actually it's going to be painful yeah. but I expect it to be painful yeah <laughs> you can then actually get through something like yeah. childbirth without needing anything else it, it and... teaches you the power of the mind
0: one of the big things that we said, because she's on obviously quite a lot of medication for her mm. bipolar and everything else, like a lot of her things can't be treated. But one of the big things that we did talk about was exercise as a pre- prescription, as okay. opposed to, like, the title of our talk tonight was the, the Art of Using Exercise to Defy Challenging Times. But you could change it to The Prescription of Exercise to Defy Challenging Times. So... Yeah kind of thing that I was thinking about today is like things like type 2 diabetes it can be reduced with exercise and things and stuff like that so we were talking about that a lot as well today but she says for her mentally it reduces her anxiety everything like that but it does actually without medication she can't cope with it but for other people it would be Like talking about wellness and mental health, like No Nat does us a lot. It would be quite good to look at and changing the title slightly, looking at prescription of exercise for slightly like lesser things. I don't know, but it was just something that we we like. Yeah, no,
1: that that's fascinating because I think you're right. I think it can sometimes be. It's giving ourselves back an area where we can feel back in control, isn't it? When you know, I know, whenever I faced like real challenges. I will go and find something in my life that I can control the living daylights out of, um, just to actually feel like there's at least one bit that um, is is in my gift. It's in my ability to do when yeah, the rest of the world's gone a little bit do lally tat on me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to cope with all of those things. actually
0: oh, definitely. Fine. It's just, okay. it's just a different, you know, and it's like I was thinking as well. Us as trainers as well. I mean, Kate, you obviously with your triathlons as well. Do you teach as well or? Um, I I teach
2: lead I'm a leadership coach but I actually I work in the mindset more than I do in the physical so yeah what you're saying is really intriguing
0: yeah I was just thinking like if we kind of change the angle of the question what we can do like not not saying but like thinking what we can do as trainers to like prescribe exercise to our clients and things like that it could be quite a different thing like using our, our skill sets onto well anyway, onto people's adaptions like and um, I had a rugby club, they wanted to, you know, do something completely off left field. So I taught them Pilates. So we did rugby Pilates. So I used my sports specific coaching to teach yeah. them Pilates. It was really interesting and you know, it was great fun. It was hilarious. But um they enjoyed it and it worked and it lifted spirits and it works for all of us. Yeah. I, you know I don't know. Well,
1: sport is a form of and, and Kate interesting that you, you know you're a leadership oh. coach too I would imagine um sport and exercise and the ability to build teams together and kind of build that um common purpose almost you, you've got to kind of you've got to be in it together haven't you if you're doing something like that do you find that that can be a quite a useful way of helping people adjust?
2: Yeah completely Uh I think sport is a it's a great way of seeing ourselves under pressure and everyone's got a role. So example, my world record in 24 hours, I'm on the bicycle. That is my only job. I have someone who looks after nutrition, someone else who looks after the operations. We've got timekeepers, we've got witness, we've got you know, software, etc. So it is a way of learning how to delegate. We've even got a, a full time chef coming in to make sure everyone's fed and watered. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts that everyone's playing the role but if you look from the outside you might only just see that one leader or that one person on the bike and it's so not true so I, I absolutely <laughs> it because it's an, the, the transparency of where I am in my life and how, what areas I need to work on it's a uh, yeah working in the blind spots
1: it's amazing it's that real that real sense of, of team it reminds me of uh, I think it was Jeff Kennedy wasn't it who uh, went to NASA and met the guy who was sweeping the floor and when they asked him what he what he was doing he said he was putting a man on the moon Because actually what he realised was the importance of his part within that programme. And if everybody played their part, then actually you achieve the ultimate goal, even if it's not his name that we remember. It's um, Neil Armstrong or somebody else in that that agenda, which is, uh, I guess, a similar thing, isn't it? To to kind of yours, you'd be the person that we remember, hit that um, milestone, but it's the team behind you that's supporting it as well.
2: Yeah, completely. And so I actually had a meeting with my teams, 15 volunteers, you know, not one of them. It's one of them is paid. That's it. And I said, all of us are elevating. So you might think it's my world record, but I, I promise you, every one of you will change. Every one of you will be rippled out because you're stepping out of normality, You're stepping away from your excuses into your own level of uncomfortability and greatness. So I'm expecting a lot of like I call it pops after yeah. the World travel day for my entire team to start you know networking or growing or expanding and yeah. seeing so much for them too.
1: Oh I love that you know I, I do often say to people that we grow through our pain only when we go through our pain so only when we step into something that is uh, uncomfortable mm. do we really step up. Um, so Nat my love and then uh, Jamie and Warren will come to you guys as, as well so thank you so much for joining us. But, Nat, could you share with us a little bit about how you use exercise to overcome challenges or challenging times, please?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, well, I think working is quite stressful these days. Um, a lot of workload. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been practising Tai Chi for, like, 24 years. Warren knows me from, from class, right? So, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. I wondered what the noise was. Sorry. Basically, we got a bit of static and I was just trying to work out who it actually was. (laughs) Oh, it's the dog chewing a slipper. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so, you know, I've been uh, probably 20,000 hours into doing Tai Chi, right? So, um, but I still, I still have masses to learn on that front. But, you know, it, it for me, it's a way of uh, managing my mindset and staying uh, clear from thoughts, right? And that's that's something that um, that's what I use exercise for, as well as building a strong body, right? And um, self defense, you know, looking after your injuries. Like there are masses of things that I use Tai Chi for, right? And um, that, I think that's really it, you know, it's, it's a holistic kind of, uh, martial art that we practice. I don't know if Warren still goes to class. I'm sure he'll tell you in a minute, but we used to like wrestle and stuff up there in in Oxford. And, uh, yeah, you know, you train for three hours and then you get home and you like hurt for four days and then you wake up and you do it again. And, and it pretty much is what that class was like. And, um, I just remember getting hit in the head by, by, no, I got kicked by this guy called Mark, I remember. And uh, then I went off and did Muay Thai boxing for a couple of years and I went back and just gave him a good kicking. (laughs) (laughs) It was brilliant. But um, so, you know, for me, it's just, it keeps, keeps my brain clear and it keeps me healthy. But, um, I think a lot of Tai Chi practitioners, like they're basically everyone thinks Tai Chi is like a hippie thing, right? And everyone's gonna like meditate, and but actually you're doing some work, right? And 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 that's the thing, is you know, you're exercising, yeah. You're, stat, you're on your on doing all these postures and stances and punching with weights and all sorts of things, right? Um, but what I think a lot of Tai Chi practitioners leave out, because most 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 Tai Chi instructors don't teach martial Tai Chi whatsoever, and they can't they can't defend themselves at all. They've never wrestled, they've never fought with anyone, they just stand about and wave their arms in the air. And unfortunately, that's the attitude people have about it. Um But I started skipping again today because I just wanted to, like, get fit. And Peggy encouraged me on that. And I'm just like, (laughs) 13 minutes of skipping, it ruined me. And I live on a hill, right? So I walk up and down this hill. But, like, skipping is the way to go. (laughs)
1: I'm going to take your word for it, having bought a skipping rope and done nothing with it. But, you know, it is the first step. At least I now have the equipment to... Ignore until, until i find some other motivation but um warren segueing in off uh of going to the same classes as nat and he's just done such a beautiful job of uh of selling it to us so you get your head kicked in you train for three hours you hurt for four um where do i sign uh but how do you yeah how have you found uh, using exercise to help overcome challenges
4: wow okay well um I, I think one one of the big uh, benefits of having any kind of regular physical practice is um, it you can almost use it as a touchstone. It's something consistent in, you know, an, an ever-changing landscape. So, you know, if um, everything else in your world can be spiraling out of control, um, or, you know, I think a lot of us going through sort of, you know, a lot of doubt and uncertainty at the moment. Exercise gives you a, a, a something consistent, um, some, something that, that, that is there, and it, it, but it's outside of the normal sphere. Um, you know, a, a, you know as most athletes will attest when, when, when you're in that sort of training zone you it's almost like having tunnel vision you're very focused and all the other sort of you know cares and worries fall away so so it, it's it you can use it as a means to take you out of those you know everyday pressures and things uh, but but also well documented in exercise of course is 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 something that you know we're all familiar with as athletes is um this state of flow um where where again it's almost like being in a sort of hypnagogic state where where you're so hyper focused um you know almost like a sort of meditative state if you like uh and, and, and again you know um so massive, massive psychological release. But, of course, then there's the, the whole sort of neurochemical side to exercise as well. We know that um, exercising stimulates cascade of, of, of lots of feel-good hormones and things. Um, it can be a great way as well. Most of us tend to be overly sort of um, sympathetic do- dominant. And so exercise can be a way to rebalance the autonomic nervous system and, and bring about a more sort of, you know, healthy and, and relaxed state of mind. Um, but certainly just on a personal level, I think for me, having, having a regular exercise practice is, is just, you know, something consistent you can touch with um, on a regular basis. Um, it keeps, you know, it, it, it enforces a rhythm if you like, yep. when everything else about you is, is sort of shifting around.
1: Um... Yeah, like, I a bit whenever I face challenging times, I always try and focus on something I can control, almost to make that the, the kind of like life raft in the choppy waters of my mind, which is while I'm focusing on just this, then actually it doesn't matter what chaos is going on around me that I can't do anything with, I can actually just keep going.
4: Yeah,
0: yes. yeah, absolutely, absolutely, 100%. 100%. Having a set, like, hour to walk or a set hour to, you know, exercise, that always helps ground people, I think, sometimes as well, through the COVID thing, especially. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is. It's, give, it's giving people that,
1: I guess it is, that, it's that consistency and that um, routine almost gives us some confidence, doesn't it? It gives us something that we can feel in control of when there's so many things around us like um, COVID and lockdown and that, that are out of our control. That's something that we're able to to kind of um, control. Jamie, lovely. Could I ask you the same question? Could you share with us, please, how you use exercise to overcome challenging times, or to help others to overcome challenging times?
4: Yeah, evening, everybody.
5: Um, and please okay. excuse the, um, if there is, the background noise and if I'm responsible for that um, and if so hopefully you can can hear me is that is that okay yep but there's a there's a, a lot of noise yes. in the there's a lot of noise in the background so um but we'll 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 deal with that so I'm um, personally um I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use uh, two two examples um personally and professionally you know my my background is helping uh, elite athletes go to a different level um, I tend to also work with whether it's um, you know a, a business team. And what's interesting is the business world are all, always interested in how the elite athletes are performing, whether that's physically or mentally. Um, and the elite athletes are always interested in the context of um, how does an organization operate and structure itself and it's kind of marrying the two worlds together. And so what I want people who are at home listening to this I want you to kind of have this this image of three columns sports business and life okay and it's an integration of all three. And I say integration because if you only focus on one area you're going to magnify challenges in another. So an elite sportsman, and I've had the fortune of, of working with Champions League winners and Olympians and all sorts of people at, at different levels. A sportsman in that column, they, they're completely focused on, they're doing exercise anyway. That's not a problem for them. The challenge comes when they have to look at their career or the business or in their personal life. That's where their challenges come from. It's not can they play, because that's why they're at an elite level. The business person, if they put all their focus on the business column, it's like a bit like the screen I'm looking at now. It's got it's got three columns yeah, and two rows. Um, if you're just looking at the business column, then it will magnify challenges in the life column. So what we talk about is metaphorically, if I'm world class in one area, it will magnify challenges in the other. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. You've got five E's, energy, engagement, environment, economics, that's decisions, not just money or profits, and evolve. Am I growing? And I said the first one, energy. And, the, and if you think of it like Jenga, you know, you've got blocks of wood. Each one of those blocks is important. If you pull one out, it's going to have a challenge. You know, it's going to, something's going to be off balance. But energy is at the bottom. Not because it's the least important, because it's the foundation of all the others. So a business person, you cannot be metaphorically, world-class, in your business world, and in life, if you do not have good energy. And good energy really starts, it's it's good mental energy. I don't call it mental health. Mental health is a reaction. So we know, you call it exercise, we know exercise has an impact on mental health. But mental health, we're going to delabel it, we're going to take the label it off mental health is a reaction it's like the car crash and then you go and decide you're going to get insurance you don't get insurance after the car crash you get insurance first and you might use the insurance if something happens so exercise is it's preventative let's not wait for something to happen let's not wait for the challenge and then go. Oh, I need to. I need to exercise. So I often talk to whether it's a you know it's a CEO an MD, uh, you know somebody in the company, and I say the first question I ask is, "How are you moving?" I don't say exercise because many have been conditioned that exercise is a negative word. So the question is, have I moved today? have i moved today that could be have i walked have i done my 10000 steps have i you know when again when people say yoga let's de it and say what's my mobility been like today
1: yeah
5: have i done today it's,
1: it's interesting because we do live a label don't we and dependent on the label that we choose to use it can have a really big impact on our psyche, our psychology and how we show up in the world. So if we think about uh, recently, you know, we've been in lockdown, you could say I'm stuck at home or you could say I'm safe at home. It's only one word difference. But the impact in how you show up and how you feel is massive. And I I think sometimes it is that, what can we do to help people change the label so that they actually feel more comfortable with with the choices that they're making?
5: Well, I I think... Um, and it, and again, with you know, with with exercise. Before you exercise, you have to make a decision. Yeah, you have to make a decision. So it starts here first before I actually take some action. So delabeling is a skill, you know. And if if I say delabeling, um, you know, my phone it has a label on the back of it, a piece of fruit. Yeah, if I take the label off it, it becomes just a smartphone. Okay, so if, um, you know, you get this feeling in your stomach and some people say, oh, I'm nervous. Yeah. And that might be enough. I'm nervous. But if you take the label off it and it's just a word, it becomes just energy. So somebody gave you that label when you were younger and said, you know, you must be nervous. You didn't learn that as a five year old. Somebody told you you must be nervous. Now, here's where it's interesting with exercise, because People will say, I haven't got time to, I'm too busy. I haven't got time to, to exercise. Um, we'll move, you know, dance in the kitchen. And and it's it's, for me, it's, for exercise, it's, we have this image in our mind of what it has to be instead of <laughs> what's the narrative that I'm saying that exercise or moving is for me. I'll check how many steps have I done. Okay. I've done 7,000 steps today. Okay. But I've moved. I haven't been to a gym. I haven't run, can't run. I just walk. Um, So it's my story, not somebody else's story. And so coming back to the challenge, you cannot deal with challenges if you are not physically and mentally ready.
1: Yeah, no, I, no, I, I totally agree, and I think you, you're right in the fact that it's finding the thing that we, uh, it's defining our movements and our choices, isn't it? You know, I do a, I do a daily dance app with my four-year-old. Um, we're not very good at it, but we have an amazing time. <laughs> she thinks we're brilliant. Anybody else would probably be horrified <laughs> if they saw us. And my neighbours must think we're really weird because they can only see me from a height point of view because she's below the wicked count. <laughs> so I just look like some weirdo dancing on my own. But do you know what we have fun? It's a great start to the day. And you can feel justified for the rest of the day that you've done something mm. um, before you go and do something else. And I think it is. It's finding it's finding your, your own. Defining your, your own goal, isn't it? Defining what good looks like for you and mm-hmm. not comparing that to other people. So, you know, my goal for me is my goal. I don't choose to compare it with others because that's their goal, their life, their choices. Um, and they're not mine to have you know, have an opinion on, really. Mine's only mine to have an opinion on.
5: I, I would love to, you know, for me, I, I'd love to go for a run. I can't run now. I, I can't yeah. run now. My... Yeah. Um, in fact, with one of the football clubs that I work with, um, I run in the, in the pool, they have a treadmill in a swimming pool. So I'll take advantage of that once a week, but I would love to go and wake up in the morning and just go for a jog. That's not possible for me. So I walk, um, and, and walking gives me that clarity, that headspace, um, it, you know, Many times um again people put the label on meditation, um but you can actually meditate and, and, and again I never call it meditation, I'm gonna call it stillness. Um because meditation has um it has these preconceived ideas that you have to sit on a mat. Well, you could walk in the woods, that's meditation. Walking your dog yeah. can be a form of meditation. So I think
1: it's giving it's giving your mind time isn't it to be to be still and to and to be silent. So I just wonder if I could open it up to the to um the, the wider group. How important do you think it is um to work on mindset and finding your vision. And I'm going to start with Kate please if that's okay and then Warren I'll come to you next if that's all right.
2: Yeah, I think it's absolutely critical and I really agree with what Jamie and Warren you know everyone basically but specifically what Warren and Jamie were saying just now uh, and the example I give is when I didn't work on it because as, as you know in 2014 I was age group world champion in triathlon but I physically was at the peak but I hadn't emotionally mentally or spiritually if you want supported myself so once I reached the top of my my job you know I reached the number one I sold my business I wasn't free I was free falling and it took months to work through that and I I found myself you know back in Wales I was living in Australia at the time and I was miserable it took me about two months to be able to leave the house consistently because I didn't have any concept of who I was I wasn't associating myself as that world champion because I didn't feel it in my heart and I felt that quite isolated from my support group because they just saw a champion rather than a girl struggling so I, I wholly endorse working on the mindset and I'm really working on it now to make sure every level of my life is supported as I grow and develop
1: and that's that's so true you can you can so often end up can't you so massively disconnected you know I, um, yeah. I suffered for a lot of years with imposter syndrome so you know I, I had the big job and people saw that you'd got a you know, good career. But I was just the ex-hairdresser with an MVQ and I didn't I couldn't comprehend the two. So I would constantly think I'm gonna get found out, you know, <laughs> to turn mm-hmm. around and go, put the hairdresser on the board, quick, get her off. This is really embarrassing. Because there was there was a disconnect between what the world saw and what I saw. And I think, you know, I had to do a lot of work on aligning my mindset with what with my reality to enable me to be um not just. Physically strong, but mentally strong to be able to to forego cha- the challenges because you know life loves a plot twist, doesn't it? Just when yeah. we think uh, we know what's going on, something something else will will come along. Um, I mean, it's it's how do we how do we have enough resilience in our fuel tank to enable us to to kind of weather that storm? I guess. Uh, Warren, how about how about you? how How important do you think it is for for that kind of real mindset piece?
4: Um. It's absolutely crucial. I mean, just going back to sort of uh, what Jamie was saying earlier, when he's working with professional athletes, he's not just working with an athlete. You know, he's also focused on, um, you know, the business aspect of things. He's also working with, um, you know, the physical, the mental and the emotional within the check system, which is the coaching system I use, whether it's, you know, um, working with professional athletes or somebody with, with health challenges, we have five um, foundation principles um, that that need to be managed. So, so we've got sort of you know thinking, breathing, hydration, eating, rest, and movement. And if you neglect any one of those things, then then you know you're you're not going to achieve full health and and your full potential. But also another model we use is is the the four doctors. Um, which consist of, of Doctor Happy, Doctor Movement, Doctor Quiet, and Doctor Diet, and those are our four sort of internal physicians that we can use to heal ourselves. And um, Doctor Happy deals with our, um, you know, our state of mind. So, for example, um, a lot of professional athletes. Um, are conflicted because the, the the thing that they used to love doing for the sheer joy of it has now become a business. Mm-hmm. And then th- there are lots of other pressures and they suddenly find that their 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 love, you know, they, they almost fall out of love because suddenly they're having to deal with managers. They're having to deal with a, a lot of internal conflicting ideas about who they are or what defines them as, as a person. Uh, and, and the, the, you know, we, we underestimate the power of the subconscious mind. And um, so a lot of the time, we you know, we, we're delving into things like Jungian psychoanalysis. Right. Um, I, I think whether you're an athlete or, you know, somebody with health challenges, um, the guiding principle, first of all, is, is actually figuring out what your one love is, what it is you're doing this for. And I think a lot of people Or almost like rudderless ships. You know, they're navigating the seas of life. They don't have a goal. And in truth, you know, if you don't have a goal, then any route will get you there. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. And you're so right. You know, we we think that it's our thinking brain that does all of the work. And the reality is it isn't. It's our subconscious brain because our thinking brain can only use between seven and nine thoughts and in fact our emotions respond 24 times faster than our thinking brain so at the point that we've thought i don't want to feel that it's too late everyone's already seen it um because we we are emotional beings so we respond with our emotion then we back it up with our thinking brain and i think once we get our head around that and we've got that we've built that emotion into what, what actually how's it going to make me feel how's this going to bring me joy and uh, it help my soul sing then actually that gives you that additional fuel doesn't it to get through to get through challenges um so nat how about you who i think's frozen no i think he has frozen it would help
3: if it would help if i'd have unmuted myself really (laughs) but (laughs) well i think mindset (laughs) mindset mean mindset's everything right and you know I mean I think certainly when you're when you're in a high pressure situation yeah like being able to remove yourself from it and take the time to actually balance your emotions means it's it's the difference between you know losing and and winning right in in whatever it is that you need to make a decision around or you need to fix or whatever it is that's stressing you out if you can remove yourself from that stress you're going to make a better decision and that's what I. That's what I use my exercise for as well. Yeah, like I agree with what Jamie's saying about mindfulness and uh, meditation. Like you could go fishing, and that could be your meditation, right? I say that a lot because unfortunately we get all these gurus that are like, yeah, you need mindfulness, and it's just such such a sack of. You know, BS really, far as I'm concerned. So uh, so so yeah, I mean um mindset is everything. You know that, Kim. You know, we, we talk yeah. about it all the time. And exercise, I think, if if you can free yourself from the stress, then you can you can actually analyze what the hell the problem is and write it down and then you can come to a, a solution. I think that's that's my my attitude on it really. Yeah, there's
1: a there is a psychological um thing that they do which is called um passionate procrastination which is where you write something down to yourself as a as a question if you can't answer it and then you trust that actually your subconscious brain's dealing with that for you and you can go and do something else and when you come back you know f- uh, five or seven days later and read it out to yourself as a question you'll have the answer it's it's really bizarre but i promise it works um and i do that often you know because you can sit there desperately trying to Um, work through a problem that you just can't find an answer to and you know when I always think one of the things that I personally do from a from a mindfulness point of view is I go and do baking or cooking because just being able to just focus on something different and just be in the moment of creating something for me personally is a really good way of switching off my brain in a way that it doesn't normally ever want to switch off bless it it's a little bit hyperactive um but find that steady state don't you um peggy lovely how about how about you do you find mind uh, mindset and and helping people choose the right one is important in what you do you're on mute my
0: love (laughs) sorry it's just the dog's barking my son's up and you know it's just wonderful you know they never do this when you know you know then you you're alone, it's fine, but when you get on the phone, that's it, isn't it? So um, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, like we were talking earlier about the whole um we, we were saying earlier with Kate as well about the whole sort of mental health well being as well, about the prescription of exercise, as opposed to yeah, like using it to overcome challenges. Um I find it a lot of my ladies that I I do boot camp with, they found it very empowering. And it's time on their own, away from their families, away from time, you know, when they're cooking, you know, not saying that all families are like that, but cooking, cleaning, washing, doing a school run, things like that. Dad's at work or they've been furloughed, things like that. Mum's at work and now they can come out for an hour or two during the week, um, be on their own and actually do stuff with other women. Um, you know, they're, they're finding their you know their own space and their own time. That's been a massive thing. Um, Because, obviously, we've been allowed to do outside exercise for a little while. And um, a lot of my ladies find it's time for themselves, you know, and to meet other ladies as well, to, you know, sympathise, to get on. And we've got a very close network of ladies. And, you know, to help each other. Like a couple of my ladies are mums from school. So they've started giving each other lifts to school and looking after each other so it's a networking thing that happens as well so I know it's a little bit of a digress but it is when you're in a a mum community like I work with it's for the mental health and supporting each other you know as a single mum myself you know I'm lucky I've got my family but a lot of my other mums they've got family that live abroad and they've been isolated completely and they can't get that help that they need and you know they're on their own essentially, so they're looking for other ways, you know. So it's not just exercise for mindfulness; it's also exercise to help to do the school drop-offs from your, you know, mum that is yeah. in camp and things like that. I know it's a bit left field, but it's well, just. No, I think it, it's saying...
1: about feeding all of the elements that we need, isn't it, for us to for yeah. us to be happy and healthy? And, and Jimmy, like you were saying, you know, we've got the the kind of three pillars, and if we're yeah, you know, if we're if we're not yes. If we're not addressing all three, one of them is going to come up and cause yeah. us um, a challenge. And you know,
0: oh, definitely, I, yeah.
1: Didn't, I didn't realize, but you know, when one part of my life was going well, was something else had car crash. you know, boom, yeah, <laughs> spectacularly, just to remind <laughs> to me that I wasn't focused on, on yeah. the three pillars, <laughs> um, which no, I, I think me. is great. So, uh, Jamie, for, uh, you know, for, for you, and obviously, you've already talked through making sure that people focus on. on of those three pillars and also um being careful of our our labels but um how important do you think it is for people to find that purpose for them for what and define that for what works for them personally
5: yeah i think um you know very often uh, it's not avoiding you know you you framed it as as you know how does exercise help with challenges? Um, the way I I like to discuss it with with people, not just you know in sports, just people in sports, is that accepting that that's what life is. You know, there are going to be um, challenges, either in sports or in business or in life. In in those. Um, What's interesting in how people prepare for them is they're surprised when the challenge comes. And I asked a a good friend of mine who is a deputy commander of the, the Special Forces, and I asked him one piece of advice that the Special Forces use. And he said, anticipate, don't react. Yeah. Just don't be surprised that you've got challenges because yes. that's so. If you're not, you know, if something happens, it's why are you surprised that you know if something happens in your personal life? Um, you know, I, I I'm of an age I can't speak for for everybody on the call right now, but I'm of an age where you know members of my family or my mother's family um, are having illnesses and they're having um, ailments or they're having you know um, early onset dementia or some somebody's passed away mm-hmm. um, you know lost an uncle or, you know the this is this is life um okay. I'm not surprised doesn't mean I'm not sad. it's just these things happen and if you're surprised at them then it means that you were not um you were not actually you're not preparing yourself to deal with what life throws at you um yeah you know and it's the opposite of positive thinking um I you know I often say positive thinking is a lie, but so is negative thinking. that's also a lie because it doesn't always turn out the way you thought negatively, and it doesn't yeah. always turn out the way you thought positively. But in the middle there's this lovely space called neutral thinking, and neutral thinking, you know is possible. Um, is it possible we could score? Yes, do I definitely score? No, do I definitely not score no? It's possible. That's the truth. Yeah. possible we could get the, the deal? Yes, it is. Do we definitely get the deal? No. Do we definitely not get the deal? No. So why are you saying we're not going to get the deal? We're not going to get the deal. That's negative. But it's also not being positive. But neutral thinking is, is it possible we could get this deal? Yes, it is. That's the truth. And what comes from that possible is clarity. There's a calmness yeah and then you'll take you'll take you'll take different action whether that's for your purpose whether that's to get a job done you'll take different action and you take different action you'll get different results but the results won't be and for those listening i'm sorry to say it this way but this is from you know as many people will have walked many miles and i get the good fortune of helping people in all kinds of levels of sports and business and life. You're going to get a result and it's not always the result that you want. And the next level, the next level in sports or business or life is deal with the result. When you commit in advance, this is what he said, anticipate, don't react when you commit in advance to deal with what life throws at you what the challenge throws at you what work throws at you what your family situation throws at you then you loop back and you ask the question is it possible the next day could be a good day yes it is i love that
1: it's it's so true i think getting ourselves into that you know in I'm a big believer that, you know, you can't choose how somebody behaves towards you, but you can choose how you respond. Um, and actually, if you look at, you know, whatever's going on in, uh, in your life you and say, okay, what's this teaching me? Because, you know, that, in my, in my opinion, everything that happens to us is either a blessing or both, even if at the time it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> you kind of there going, really? This is happening to me right now. But I, if, if you look for, what am I learning? What is this teaching me that I didn't know how to do before that's going to help me be better prepared? for the next opportunity and I think there was a I can't remember who it was that said it but the first word that we should take out of the um, vocabulary is problem because by default it says that it's hard to overcome and actually if instead we just look at everything that happens to us as an opportunity some of them we're just going to enjoy more than others um, then actually you change your um, approach to it because it's no longer positive or negative it is just what it is and therefore you hopefully make better choices to enable you to navigate through that.
5: And I think the challenge, that, and this is the challenge, when when we get stuck in the loop of insanity, when we blame all the external factors, you blame your boss, you blame your husband, you blame your teammate and you get stuck in this loop of insanity. And what I would really like people to consider is that when you're really, really, really at your best, when you're at your best, you deal with what is thrown at you. If something happened now to my kids or your kids, you would deal with it. You wouldn't get stuck in there, oh, this happened, that happened. It would just be, you deal with, that's the mindset. You just yeah. deal with that, but when you get in stuck in the loop of insanity, which is telling yourself the story as to why it's happened and who's responsible for it happening, then that actually creates the the greater, the deeper um, mental challenges. The mental skill, the mental skill is anticipate and don't react.
1: No, I, I love that because I think often what, what what happens is it's not what's happened, it's what we've made it mean. We react to the emotion that we've laid onto it as opposed to the fact of what's actually happened. So, you know, factually this happened, what I've made it mean is that the person doesn't like me or they don't think, you know, or they don't think this enough, laid it onto me. something from my past that I've yet to deal with. And yet if you can take yourself out of that and say, no, no, that's emotion, factually what's happened, deal with the facts, then actually... We can usually find. We can go on and do things that we never thought were possible. I'm really conscious that it, obviously we could chat all night, but um, we've not got much longer to go. So I wonder if I could come to each of you in turn to just say, you know, if you've got one big tip that you would like to share that's really helped you, that will help the people that are watching this um, to think about their approach their next opportunity, be that a positive one or a challenging one, um, if you could share that with us. I'm going to start, please, with you, Warren.
4: Well, I think... Most people aren't motivated to actually act until things get so untenable. But um, if you have a dream big enough, you don't need a crisis. So I think I I would go back to, you know, figure out what your one love is. Find out that thing that really gets your juices flowing. And, And then simply ask yourself the question, is this thing I'm doing right now taking me closer to or further away from the thing I love? And then base base
1: everything you do off there. Oh, I I love it. That reminds me of one of my favourite quotes, which is by Pablo Picasso, who said that the um meaning of life was to find your gift and the purpose of life was to give it away. Um, which it is, it's that fact you know, find the thing that makes your soul sing and then give that to the world. I love it. Kate, could I come to you next, please?
2: Yep, sure. Um I'm going to show something that really got me through some really challenging times in my past that actually created who I am today, if you want to call it that. And I completely empathise with what Warren just said, that before, my mindset was wait for that crisis. Uh, But today, the one sentence I say is, I'm the youngest I'll ever be now. So there's no tomorrow. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed. Tomorrow might be worse. We can't wait for that when, if scenario. So I remind myself every single day, I'm not going to get any younger. So now's the time to start living my dreams.
1: Oh, I love that. I love it. It reminds me of, um, in fact, we were talking about this just this morning in, in a networking group that was in, which is, you know, your past no longer needs you. Your future isn't promised. The only thing you've actually got is right now. And that's why they call it the present, because it's a gift. Um, yeah. And I think if we, if we look at it that way, um, and it also reminds me of the Chinese proverb, which is the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. And the next best time is right now (laughs) because you can't just use the fact you've not done it yet as a reason to not make the change when you're given that opportunity. So thank you so much for sharing that too. Um, Nat, can I come to you next, please?
3: I don't know why I'm muting myself. It's not noisy here. (laughs) Um, Well, I think literally you just got to start where you are. That's that you know. Everyone beats themselves up, right? And you know, if you go and compare yourself to a professional athlete, um, and you haven't exercised for like the last twenty years, then you know, just just try and be better than you were yesterday. I mean, that's 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 really it. And find a sport that you enjoy. I mean, we were talking to um, James. Uh, what's his name? James. Uh, what's his last name? Yesterday. Uh,
1: James Owen Roberts.
3: James Roberts that's it yeah and he's a, he's a he's a Paralympic uh, athlete competed in three three different uh, sports right but but basically he he just basically says just find something that you enjoy and that's what that's what i've found and i've stuck with it and and it's given me a grounding in life and i think that's that's probably about it really it's just have that one thing that you just love to do and if you decide you want to build a body and you know do other things, then at least maintain what you were doing before, which gave you happiness. Yeah. Try and feed in everything else around that. That's kind of why how I look at it.
1: I love it. Yeah, keeping keeping yourself, I guess, grounded and giving giving yourself that consistency.
0: Perfect.
1: Peggy, my love, can I ask you for your top tip, please?
0: I think my top tip is just wake up believing that every day something wonderful is about to happen oh i love that I literally just wake up and think yeah because <laughs> you don't tomorrow's unplanned today's unplanned just go for it i love it And i think
1: actually coco chanel said um always always believe something wonderful is about to happen and it's yeah um, it's a great approach isn't it to, to kind of like, you know, look at everything on the, you know, instead of what could go wrong, what could go right? You know, what, yeah. what might go wonderfully from today? I think sometimes, you know, what we look for in life is what we get. So if we look for something wonderful, we'll find something wonderful. And if we look for things that are going to go wrong, we'll find lots of things that are going to go wrong. And
0: oh, you know, God,
1: yeah. I always say to my little girl, you know, without the rain, there'd be no rainbow. Yeah. So I think it's about trying to focus on what we're going to be able to get out of something rather than getting bogged down in the challenge
0: self-sabotage is always really good especially when you wake up feeling "Mm, you think oh I (laughs) did crap and you just self you know but yeah so (laughs) You've got a bit
1: it. of self-filling property, don't you? If you get up and yeah. think you're going to have a bad day, <laughs> yeah. funnily enough, you kind of almost go out of your way to go, I knew it was going to be horrendous. Look at it. <laughs> you just going into Kevin
0: Perry mode. No, oh, hey alive. take yeah. it. Hate that. <laughs> Definitely.
1: <laughs> I love it. Great advice. Thank you. Um, Jamie, if I could come to you next, and apologies. I think you might have um, fallen out at the points that I was just asking people. If they could just share, and if there's one really great tip that you could give people that are um, listening into this around how you approach life and how you approach challenges, please
5: give people your best five minutes. Doesn't matter who, no agenda. Um, people often they want to give their best because they're on a show or they're in an interview or they know there's something there's there's like a, an, an outcome that they want um if you give people your best five minutes just because uh it becomes
1: uh... oh what a time to go <laughs> it was such great advice as well wasn't it to just like i think he's really really present um because you're very very oh, hopefully i think he's coming back so let's just give him a second but i think you know one of the things that um that you know i talk to people about is listening to understand rather than listening to interject so actually you know listen with the sole intent of understanding that other person's point of view and jamie sorry you ducked out right in the middle of some great advice
5: yeah it, it, it's it's uh, for some reason it's uh it's just dropped out three times um not sure why but i'll i'll say say very quickly so um i I call you know it's it's four four principles give people your best five minutes um with no agenda uh you you know the post lady the um you know the the guy on the train you net you know so that's the first one um, in, in many cases if you for you guys it could be um, give people your best hour or 90 minutes or whatever that is. Um, number two is show up. When you show up, good things happen. If you don't show up, good things cannot happen. Um, live by that principle. Um, sometimes, you you know, you say, oh, I don't want to go to that party. Or um, you get invited somewhere and, you know, you're tired. Um, the rule is show up. Um, that's it. Um, number three, back yourself.
1: This is an amazing way to build suspense, isn't
4: it? He's frozen, look. <laughs> but he said he's only
3: got one. He said he's only got one hour. So he's so he's um shall I ban him from the studio? I'll kick him out. Okay. <laughs> a tad <laughs> I know, I know. It's dreadful. Don't so go
0: Pierpont on them, Nat. Don't go peerpon. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs>
3: But no, is, is something wrong with this device? Never mind. Did Warren answer that question? He did. He did. Oh, good, good. I get confused.
1: <laughs> I think everybody did. But I think so great advice from, from all of you, and I think it is that you know, be, being really present, giving people the best of ourselves. Um, Listening to, to understand and recognising. So I always think it kind of, you know, one of the things to remember is we live in a world of polarity. For every up, there's a down. For every left, there's a right. Um, and once we realise that just because I'm right doesn't make you wrong and just because you're right doesn't make me wrong, and that actually we can be doing the same thing from a different perspective and be open to that, then actually we all grow, don't we? We can all end up yeah. being better than we were before.
3: So, Jamie, what was number three? We were all on the edge of our seats there. Okay.
5: Well, number... <laughs> apologies. So, um, number two, show up. Number three, back yourself. Um, many people, back another horse. Uh, um, Push yourself. Um, that's number three. And number four is, you never know who's watching. And if you never know who's watching, then you don't have to impress anybody. Um, you just be... You and there's many a times you know I get asked about you know my own career and, and my own life and I've, I've got a I've you know I'm 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 doing some work right now with a um, with somebody who's at the top of his game. I'm coaching him personally and his and and his team and we go back 12 years and it it literally is if I hadn't have shown up. And all of you and everybody listening can, you could rewind and the certain moments, the certain times when you were in a city and you, you know, you went to a meeting that you didn't want to go to and you turned up and you met somebody. um, You've all got those stories, but if you track them back, um, it will be a combination of you giving people your best five minutes and you showing up and you backed yourself and somebody was watching and you didn't know. And, you know, six, Years later somebody calls you up and says, Can you do this? or um, they've opened a door for you. And I live by that. You know, it's not the it's not the piece of paper, it's not the it's not the studying you did, it's not, you know, it comes back to um, you know the world works with two things, people and relationships.
1: Yeah. And on that note, a great point with which to finish with i'd just like to thank you all so so much for giving us your time and such great great advice and please don't go anywhere i'm about to end the live but it would be lovely to just say goodbye properly um, but for everybody who's been watching i hope you found it interesting insightful and useful as i have um and uh thanks to all of you lovely people for joining us thanks so much